Welcome to the Hideaway. We are live. It is Levac and Gaz. It's a very, uh, very, uh, very Christmas-oriented show as of as of late. Gaz wearing his dinosaur Christmas sweater. I missed the memo. I'm just fat and bearded, so I always count. Um, <laughs> we are here today as part of a special uh, um, beer brunch tasting for our friends at Common Roots, um, the Hideaway. Common Roots, seventh anniversary of Common Roots Brewery today. Today, happy yeah. anniversary. Yes. So uh, very cool to see a great local brewery just continue to grow, build, and get better. Um, everything today here at the Hideaway is going to uh, benefit Santa's Helpers Inc., which uh, basically it's a local it's a local charity that wants to do good for kids. So they adopt kids throughout the year, and by doing that, uh, they'll provide them with you know presents, uh, school gear, stuff like that. Very cool stuff. Good day to be over here at the Hideaway, as if every Sunday isn't a good day to be at the Hideaway. But thank you so much for tuning in and uh, checking us out on Techie Fire and Water Restoration's Facebook page, the Hideaway's Facebook page, as well as Godzilla Media's YouTube. But you should drag your ass. Yeah, so many, so many <laughs> people have told us this football season. I'm, I'm going to see you guys at the Hideaway. I'm coming to the Hideaway. This is one of the coolest events of all the years we here at the Hideaway. I think I've ever seen the Hideaway put on. Through the yeah. Christmas feel to the people who are already having fun, the mix of kids and family and friends are all here, and these stations that are set up Levac. So not only yeah. do you get to enjoy the food. great football action and the sports going on, but you get to go to these stations with food set up and the perfect beer to go with it. Yep. They've done that for you here at the Hideaway. You can spend all day here. Join us with your Christmas outfits and everything else. Make this a part of your Sunday. What a cool event, Chad and Mac and everybody else here. Shout out to Trout, everybody. Who's put on today here at the hideaway two things that actually i'm going to give you three things that i'm going to do wrong today okay thing number one there's christmas music playing in the background i will start singing it at some point <laughs> probably just enough to get this pulled off youtube um <laughs> two there's food like 12 feet from me that i want and i can't get to it right now so i'm going to be a little grouchy a little hangry if you will and three this is my fourth event this weekend and i am beat the f up so it is if if you liked Grouchy Levac back in Levac and God's days, Merry Christmas. This is your day. Don't piss me off, Kislowski. Don't piss me off today. Yeah. No, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, so a lot of the highway. We we hope everybody will come hang out with us. It is uh, it's such a great time, such a great place. Corbin Green was just dropped the hi guys. Um, so you had a lot of stuff. Oh, and hopefully you're keeping an eye on the uh the Levac and God's very bully uh bowl challenge. Um, guys, Corey wants a side bet with us. Oh, hamburger patties versus a chicken sandwich here at the hideaway. If he beats us, deal because uh, you and I are on fire right now, Corey. You got a way to come back. And for some of you who have participated in our bowl challenge, just a reminder the bowl challenge has started. So some of you have actually left your picks blank for the early bowls. Bad strategy. Yeah. Yes, the bowls have actually started for some of you. I mean, it's, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> uh, I'm four and five already. That's not great. I'm not, I'm not doing great. I'll tell you that. I, I think I'm, th I'm in third place, though. So no one's. Doing yeah, I think great. I'm in still. Am I still in first place? I get caught uh, by Justin. You are in first place. Yeah. Gaz is six and three. Uh, Justin's five and three. Justin must have left one blank. And then uh, there's a bunch <laughs> of us at four and five. So uh, nice turnout so far. Remember, up for grabs. Um, you know, a little, little happy hour action here at the hideaway uh, with Gaz paying for everything. No, so no, it's gonna no. be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. No, well, if I actually, win, I get to be um, paid off by you. By uh, the happy way. happy hour at, at Hoots. We could probably figure out a brunch here at the Yes, Hoots. we no probably doubt. had that in if somebody does really, really well. Um, all right, lots of fun to be had. Let's uh, let's 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 get after it. Let's just let's just go. Let's just do it. Last night, I mean, 
I, I enjoyed last night's game. I did. I did. I did. Did you write that down? Did you even put it in here? Uh, I did game? not. I did not put in last night's game. I <laughs> thought it was going to. Here's why I didn't put it in. I actually thought it was going to get canceled by COVID. Like at 3 o'clock, oh. I still was like, you know what? I don't believe this game's kicking off. And maybe that's the headline. I think I had NFL COVID adjustments. Even last night, I woke up. I'm like, we're not getting cold spats. It's not going to happen. We're, we're, the game's just not going to kick off. I was wrong. But it's hard to predict stuff like that, as we've learned this week. I'm so glad it kicked off because it is hands down the game I like the best this whole weekend. Sadly, I could not make it a lot because it happened yesterday. But I was all about it to the point where people are coming to me like, why are you so confident that you, the Colts are going to beat the Pats? Why are you so confident? Why should and I was like, you just got to understand how it's going to work. Like, Belichick's going to sell out to try to stop either Carson Wentz or Jonathan Taylor. The other one's going to have a big game. Um, I think he tried to stop Taylor. Taylor just kept going. And then he's like, well, screw it. I won't let Wentz beat me. And Wentz only made, he made a couple nice throws, but he didn't do anything spectacular. Coles proved they're a hell of a team. Reich's a hell of a coach. I, the thing I like about Frank Reich the most is when you watch the way he coaches, he doesn't usually make the same mistake twice. So, like, if, if it's a situation where he's too analytical one game, but then he'll, he'll go a little more gut the next game, stuff like that. He's, I think he could – imagine how good the Colts are if he never loses Andrew Locke. Levac, you beat me to it. Aha! Totally with you on this take. And I want to, well, real quick, I'm, just, I'm sorry. Let's just give a, give, a, give a vibe of the room before we go any further. Look at that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> little tree. What's tree going right on there. here? That's yeah. right. Presents for me. No, nothing for God. Nothing for God. All right, sorry, go ahead. This is the early crowd, by the way. The NFL kickoff hasn't even started yet. We're going to have more and more people join us. To your Frank Wright point, totally spot on. We should have, you and I did, but others should have understood. The moment when Andrew Luck quit, slash retired, in late August, and he had to figure out how to win without a quarterback, he did it. This goes back to Philadelphia. Now that Doug Peterson has been fired as the coach back in January, late December of 2020, you can look at that Eagles Super Bowl run and say it was Frank Wright. He was the reason why they were so good. He was the reason why Carson Wentz had so much success and then following that with Nick Foles. Phenomenal coach. Jonathan Taylor, as you mentioned, you don't want to talk about a fantasy football MVP, the best running back in the NFL this season, rushing championship, all that, all spot on, and a balanced team. Like Carson Wentz does not have to throw for help. 250 yards? Carson Wentz doesn't have to win the game by himself. Darius Leonard is in the conversation and should be for one of the best defensive players of the year this season. I know the maniac. I know Micah Parsons getting a lot of love because that storyline's interesting as a rookie, but Darius Leonard's got to be in that convo. And the Colts, what about a month ago, everyone would have said the Titans were the team to beat because of Derrick Henry. No Derrick Henry. The Colts are still in the mix with three weeks to go to win the AFC South. I think Darius Leonard might be my favorite defensive player to watch. Mm-hmm. Like Aaron Donald, it, you. The only problem with watching Aaron Donald is exciting, is dominating, and just plain old mean and nasty as he is, and it's fun to watch. They don't, even though I play in the TV networks, even though you know that's the best action on the field, they rarely focus on the defensive line. Where Leonard, wherever the ball is, he's going to be there. He's going to do the punch, the, the peanut Tillman punch to try to get the ball out. He's always having fun. If, if He should be mic'd up every game. Like ever, like, like, hey, this week we're gonna we're gonna mic up Carson. Wrong, it's it's Darius Leonard. <laughs> this is Jonathan Taylor. Wrong, Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard every week. Some people are gonna hear this question. I think it's the same question. I think you're gonna know. I mean something different by this. I will not marry you. If if the Colts make the playoffs, yes, are they the team you'd least want to face? I'm not saying they're Ooh. the favorite, but um, the worst matchup could be Indianapolis. You know how you know the difference between what I'm saying there, right? I think. You know, the only reason I'm going to say no is their weakness was actually exposed last night. Their their wide receiver core 
because of injuries, because of whatever, is lacking. Is, is lacking. And Carson Wentz is not the Carson Wentz that should have been MVP before he broke his leg with the Eagles that year. He's a, he's an okay quarterback. He's 15th, 16th in the league, maybe, of yep. starting quarterbacks. Perfectly average. Good enough. They're going to run the ball down your throat, but there are teams that are going to be able to stop that. And if they know, I don't really – like. All I have to do is 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 piss off Michael Pittman, so he's gonna be out of the game. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna send whoever my backup corner is with the biggest mouth. I'm sending him out first. My two two days of Joaquin in one week. This is great for me. Um, this is it, it. That they're just a little too one sided on offense for me to say that. But I definitely wouldn't. In a, in an imaginary universe where my Raiders are good enough to be in the playoffs and they have to play the first week, I don't want to draw the Colts. But if I'm if I'm the Pats again, I think the Pats beat him a second time around probably. And there's a couple other teams that I would just I would look at and go, I don't like the I don't like the Colts' chances. Not that I don't like the Colts' chances, but I, I think the other team looks over there and goes, yeah, they're pretty good. I can roll with that. Yeah, uh, look, Corbin Green is here. Worry. You can have some inexperienced quarterbacks in the AFC playoffs that you think a good coach and a good defense could trick. Do I even want to know what's in that box? What Corey? does Corey and Greenwich have in this box? <laughs> My goodness! I just look, wanna... look at the sweater. Oh, Corey, hold on. Corey, we gotta... Should we not show your face? It's like a no. it's like a character. There's Corey. There's Corey. Corey Green, which is in the house. He's he moved Ooh. right in. He's got a box of stuff. All right, let's see what's up. Right, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. What's in Corey's box? The newest game show. <laughs> your syrup? Yeah. Oh, oh, some of the uh, the some of the, the 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 Darfler form syrup will be available here at the Hideaway. It sounds like if you uh, take it to another level. Oh, okay. Here we Product go. I'll, I'll even model oh, it. Look, look at that. that right there. Now looking available. For, looking for something sweet for your sweetie. Bourbon barrel maple syrup from Darfler Farms in Greenwich, New York. That's fifty bucks. Give me fifty bucks. No, okay. Um, I think Corey should attach like a little. Corey one. ignored me the second I looked over. Like that's fifty bucks. Where I was like, "This good construction in here." Corey should have like a little audio tape with it. Hey, this is Corey in Greenwich. Thank you for buying my syrup and just a quick sports uh, opinion. Be, Hi guys. <laughs> Would you accept this trade? <laughs> Oh, oh wow! What is that? Wow, Corey! Gears. Look at this little, little cabin. So you got to deal with cabin now? Is that what wow. you, yeah? Look at that. These are nice. These are nice little hats. Huh? Now is it cabin it. or cabal? Cabal. Is it cabal? That's not how. That's not how that nah, works. That's not, that's not how that right works. Now. All right. Um, Colts look good though. I, I actually, you know, now I really want to look at the playoff scenario and where I put them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause, cause you bring it up. I do it again. I think they're a little one-sided, which will make them, you know, I don't want to say cannon fodder, but like there's teams that are going to be like, I oh, look, I know Taylor's good, but if I stop Taylor, I'm I'm good. Yeah, yeah Kansas City. If Kansas City keeps playing the way they're playing, they'll beat them. Tennessee did smoke Tennessee. You know, they would destroy Tennessee. Yeah, you know? I agree with that. Um, actually, Chiefs, Chargers. Pats are the only teams I think are, are possibly better. Maybe Bills, but if Bills, but Bills are one sided too in the opposite direction. To your point about the AFC and the Colts and the wide receivers, totally agree on that as well. But in a playoff game, do you feel as if let's use Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland? Wouldn't Indianapolis maybe benefit a little bit by playing those games at home? The Indianapolis crowd is a smart crowd. They go crazy yeah. on defense. They're super quiet on offense from the days of Peyton. Yes, you can run the football, but if you are trailing in a game, like you just said, you want Carson Wentz to have the best ability to find maybe wide receivers that lack. I think a home field, home advantage game for Indianapolis, and that can change 
if they come back and catch Tennessee to win the AFC South. That's a huge deal for them where they play those games. That's fair. I think, well, especially you get the dome versus being outside New England. Yep. But when you're a running team and, you, and you've got uh, Nelson on that line, that's a big, mean line, that travels. That does travel. It, it comes down to Carson Wentz and that wide receiver core. Is the wide receiver core healthy enough to be a factor? And is Wentz able to not do something super stupid? You know, because he, he does. He still has arrogant arm. Like, he still thinks he's the best version of himself. And he's not. He's not. And that and that's me making him higher up in my rankings than I made him when he was the best version of himself. So, fun team could make a real run. I just again, I just can't help but do the whole what if they had Andrew Luck? What if they continued to get lucky, as 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 you would say? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Boom, shakalaka. Uh, the other game that already happened this week was on Thursday night. Chiefs Chargers. You ask best game of the year. I say. No, because both those teams are buttholes. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's all I got you know, for you. You know what that game was? I love these in sports. I call these the Twitter games where during the game, you might hate a player just performance-wise, mistake-wise. You go to social media, you're like, this was me. Right. Freaking Mahomes stinks. What an overrated <laughs> bomb. Patrick Mahomes is dumb. He's... And then it's, that fourth over quarter happens, him. and I'm like, I don't know who hacked me. I don't know who put that out there. I, Mahomes is great. He's a legend. We're watching him play. That's what it was. Like Kansas City and Mahomes were not putting up the offensive numbers we're used to. Uh, Los Angeles on the other side, Justin Herbert and that team, balance attack, and Brandon Staley, the greatest unknown coach in the NFL. Bosa in the fourth quarter, the Chargers ran out of gas. How many games in a row is Bosa going to look tired? Like he, The whole team just looks like they're really good for three and a half quarters. That feels like the mantra of the charger franchise last at least 20 years right and the chiefs are just better travis kelsey we're talking about him is now an all-time great tight end helps Mahomes home the football but kansas city like you just said a few minutes ago is finally finally looking like the team that was supposed to be a dynasty from last week's beatdown, unfortunately of your raiders to that come from behind victory against la that's one of the most exciting best finished games of the year and i know staley's taking heat right now for that fourth quarter go they're against Mahomes. The yeah. coaches get so much more willing to not I mean, give just, Mahomes the football. I mean, I mean, kick a couple. Just kick a couple. <laughs> right. Take the freaking lead, dude. What are you doing? Um, especially when somebody had plus three and a half. You know, <laughs> maybe don't let that touchdown get in at the end. That'd be phenomenal to, to win the whole thing. Maybe make kick, kick a field. When when the Chargers get the ball to start overtime, I'm like, I'm good, right? I mean, I've got this. They'll either they'll either win it or it'll be a field goal the other way. No, didn't matter. Nothing matters. Nothing matters anymore. Life sucks. I hate it. Um, hey, if you have a gambling problem, uh, 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, <laughs> they got Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Denver left. I'm Ooh. excited to see the at-Cincinnati game, depending upon health of the Bengals. But aside from that, Chiefs are going to finish the year 13-4 and four, and, and the number one seed in the AFC well, two, after such a crappy, crappy run. Two of those three teams are going to be fine for playoff spots. Right, Cincinnati's yeah. gonna be fighting. Denver's gonna be fighting. I think Pittsburgh yeah. at this point's yeah. out of it. You can fight all you want. You're fighting. You're fighting the Chiefs who are starting to roll again. Well, and, and look at what they did on defense. They moved. I, I don't know who said it. I think it was somebody on this show. Could have been me even. <laughs> Move Chris Jones back inside. He wasn't even in the game last week, mm-hmm. but still, like the defense looked more like everybody was like, "Oh, this is actually where I belong when I play." Um, just whatever. Just whatever. I, game of the year? No. Everybody wants everything's game of the year. No, no, it's not. No. Um, how dare you, game of the year. 
Um, now, all right, whatever. I I hate the Chiefs. I don't know if I mentioned that recently. It's game of the year now for me, the Mount Rushmore. It's becoming. Yeah, like you have a game of the year every other week. At, at I feel like it's between December and February. I used to love to drop the, is this the game of the year? When we used to do certain games at the Times Union Center, I'm like, this is the game of the year, right? Yeah. We, yeah. we just said that two weeks ago. Well, you now started it is. To the point where like Coach Carm used to like, walk off set. Like, Coach Carm, is this the game of the year? He's like, uh, what? <laughs> Why do you ask me that every every single week? What is wrong with you? I love that guys live at the Hideaway here at the Hideaway. Uh, it's a very special uh, Common Roots beer brunch. So they're pairing um, great Common Roots with different foods and different great things. And and the the pairings are suggestions. So they give you the drink tickets as part of getting your way in here. And if you see one on the list and you're like, yeah, I'm just not interested in that one. I really like the lager. I like the Common Roots lager. But you can go with the lager. They just suggest the pairings to help you, you know, you know, sample and try out the palate, if you will. So very cool thing going on. Benefit Santa's Helpers Inc. And um, we'll be here. We'll be here the whole time. That's right. Uh, Levac, I want to tell you about one of our friends tomorrow. We're going to be at Mohawk Honda from 4 to 6. Another ce- celebration of the holiday season. Thank and you. 4 to 6 Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. Here at the end of the month, are you looking to make those changes for 2022? Are you looking kind of waited for my Christmas gift, don't know what to get somebody, call the people at Mohawk Honda, whether it's Greg Johnson, Kim just myself. I'm not buying somebody else, though. That's for me. <laughs> Lindsay Harrington, John in Service, MJ, everybody, man. We love the crew at Mohawk Honda. Cannot wait to say hello to everybody tomorrow. And again, pilot program's going on right now. I'm working like I can. Cam told me, look, guys, it's possible here at the end of the year that you can find a vehicle that fits your budget, your lifestyle, and more. And I'm getting a new ride. Maybe you think I'm copying you. Whatever it might be. Uh, Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. And don't forget about their 12 days of giving. We'll have more information on that tomorrow. But if you want a little sneak peek, head over to their Facebook now where you can nominate your favorite local charity here in the Capital Region to get some help this holiday season. We are uh, we are live here at the Hideaway. And, you know, I there's so many there's so many things going on. It, I'm, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that you uh, took some notes for me because I don't even know what I want to talk about. I don't even know. Uh, I'm so I'm so I'm so dialed in on what's going on, like the beer and the food. That's I feel like we might have me. to. You, you, you talked a little bit about Coach Carm there in the Times Union in the game of the year. Do we go local here next? Because I think you've got a little local story that you were a part of, and I've got a little beef with some things that happened here locally. Maybe a little oh, early local look. I'm fine with that. Let's get it. Let's get it on. Let's get it going. Last night, the uh, home, the inaugural home opener of the Albany Firewolves, our lacrosse team in the National Lacrosse League. Uh, didn't go exactly as as it was drawn up. They they pretty much got their asses whipped by the Rochester, whatever the hell they are. I don't care. But there was actually there was fights, and that was cool. It I forgot how how much box lacrosse is more hockey than lacrosse. Like I forgot. Um, but it's it was a good time. I mean, a decent crowd. They showed up that during a during a snowstorm, during all this mask mandate crap and everything else. They showed up. You know, and they and they cheered on their team, so it was it was cool. Love the uniforms, love the love the the attitude, the swagger. It's a good time. You know, George Manius, he put that thing together. It's a party, so good good all around, except for that whole final score thing that wasn't great. You were there, right? Like you had yeah. the south view of it. So that fight yep. we're talking about for those who haven't seen it yet, two goalies started brawling. No, the, well, it started. <laughs> it actually started way like. Everybody was up on like the boards over by the teams, and dudes are getting like dragged almost into the like it was a fight over there. The refs almost get that broken up. The Firewolves goalie, and I don't know all the players' names yet. We talked to a lot of them on the radio back in the day, but 
he starts slowly taking off his gear, walking out. Their goalie comes out, and they're walking towards the middle. They're taking off their gear, which, again, don't really understand it. I have protective gear on. Why not wear that during a fight? <laughs> um, and our guy's like, you know, he's getting, he's like, yeah, we're going to go. It's going to be, we're, it's on. He's taking his stuff. He finally gets his stuff off. Their guy, pop, pop, his stuff's off. I'm like, oh, you, oh, you done, you done messed up. That dude was ready. That dude was ready. And then, they come. They do this thing where, and if you're watching on the uh, Tech East Fire and Water Restoration Facebook, you'll see it. Where they grab the other guy's shirt and they they start pretending they're gonna swing, but they don't swing. And then our guy like throws this like lazy one, and their guy just starts whomping, whomping, and uh, and 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 our guy ended up on his on his uh, on his ass. <laughs> it was, but it was cool to see it. It was cool to see it all come together. I'm sure the fans were thrilled to get to watch that in person. It was the most exciting part of the game. Yeah. Like, for somebody who knows and has never been to a box lacrosse game, just and I don't know when, probably never, that I'll attend a Firewolf game, just, you know, lacrosse on the scale of sports I cover or watch is lower on the list. It felt, and you can say this because you were there and maybe you've got a different vibe of it, watching it on social media, it felt a little gimmicky to me. Like, if you go to a minor league hockey game, okay, it's almost known that if a Friday or Saturday night game, you're probably going to get a fight because there are fans there that are just for the fight and minor league hockey games, and you're more likely to see one on a weekend. Uh, if you go to pro wrestling, you might see like a, a a hardcore match or a steel cage match at a house show because, you know, some fans just want to see a crazy match. That seemed like, and even how you described the fight, seemed like, you know what? It's week one of the NLL. It's a week before Christmas. People probably aren't going to remember the score or the players or anything else. Let's get something to go viral. So on Sunday, people will talk about our league, and then we're better for the future. It felt a little gimmicky, and maybe I'm being way too critical because you were there, but to me as an outside observer, I'm like, dude, this looks like you're just going for YouTube clicks right now with this fight. Um, I can see why you might think that, but to be honest with you, I think, no, there's, there's bad blood, and I think what a lot of people don't realize is, so this is the NLL, right? That's the National Lacrosse League that these guys play in. It's 14-team league. They're expanding to 15 I think next year they have like a Vegas team coming in. But all these dudes play together in the PLL as well. So they're seeing it's like it's like when you see the same guy over and over and over and over and over. And sometimes they're your teammate, you don't like him, you can't hit him over here. But hell, I can hit you in the NLL. Like I think there's legitimate bad blood between these two squads. Like so, because there was multiple fights. That was the big one. But there was a couple different ones. Uh, Cindy Lou just, just mentioned it. She's like, there was, the fights were insane. She, and their guy, yeah, he went for the neck when they were on the ground. She's like, I almost ran out there. <laughs> if there's one person I think might go Spider-Woman up over the over the boards and get out there, it might it might be Cindy Martin. Um, <laughs> she's my realtor. Uh, so um, don't mess with me. She'll beat you up. So, yeah, it, I could see why you might think that. But, no, I think that was just – that might have been the realest moment of the whole game because there's – so there's a dynamic to this league – that I've, I've learned about, and I don't even know if I'm supposed to tell this story, but I will anyway, because what are they going to do, kick me off the radio? <laughs> we own the interwebs. Um, so because there are multiple leagues that these guys play in and everything, they're not the, – the players don't live in town. They're here when they need to be here. So, like, they'll fly in on, like, a Friday for a Saturday or a Thursday or Friday for Saturday and practice together a couple times, then go play the game. So there's a lot of, like, I think I – think you haven't even seen close to what the firewalls are actually going to be yet because these guys haven't had a chance to really play together enough yet. Sure, they, some of them in the PLL play together, whatever. But I think, I think there's a little bit of a still figuring out what your teammates are going to be. Like Resta Terrace, the guy who played for you all when he was out there, you know, how many times has he played with Q? Like, you, you, don't, you just don't know. 
So I think I think the the fight was the one thing where everybody looked at each other and went, "Oh, we know how to do this together." <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it felt like. But um, all in all, like not exactly how they drew it up. Sixteen seven final score. Uh, Fire will start their inaugural season uh, down uh, 0-2. One other thing to add, too, because this is for a lot of our people who watch the show outside of the Capital Region. You said something off the top that for Albany fans is almost a given, but for fans who are not from the area, they may have not understood why you brought this up. You brought up attendance really quick, and this is almost an Albany-specific thing, and I've learned this moving out to the market. So for those who are not from Albany who are watching us, we appreciate you, whether it's on the audio side or visual side. Uh, explain why, for whatever reason, and maybe you have a different perspective of this now working with the Empire, that every single time here, anybody who's a professional team plays, the first headline is, what was the attendance? What was the attendance? Freaking yeah. Mark Singlace is doing this uh, with his phone, like, here's the attendance. Brian Sickoff, who we just had him getting there with Goss, what's the attendance? Like, I feel like that's such an Albany-specific thing, and it's almost annoying at this point. It's one, like, it's, and this might be the wrong way to look at it, I get so pissed off when journalists who aren't from here dwell on it because it's almost like you're trying to tear it down. Um, like obviously, you know, attendance is 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 life. You know what I mean? Like you you know everybody who runs a team knows what they need their average attendance to be to survive. There's like there's levels. There's okay, I can survive if I lose this much and I have 2,500 fans in the stands. I can flourish. I can I can I can break even at 3,000. I can flourish to 4,500. I can really do well. You know what I mean? So you know it's a business. It's, it's how many tickets you sell. Um, it's how much support you're getting in the community. These guys who do it right out of the gate before they even talk about the product, they're the ones who are, are feeding on the negativity and dwelling on the fact that Albany has lost a lot of teams in the past. So it's like it's almost like it's a lazy headline, to be perfectly honest with you. And to just tell people that there was about probably 3,000 people there yesterday. To just tell you that, but to not bring up that that week, earlier this week is when the mask, mask mandate kicked in, so people changed their mind. That we were here, we we're here, we we're going to get like a foot of snow over the course of the day, and it was freezing rain out. They leave that out. That, that it's a young sport in this area, because even though it was here in 2000, and you Albany, and now Siena, you know, are playing, it's still got to grow. To sit there and dwell on just that number, you're just a lazy wannabe journalist. And, and I got to tell you, the more I get to deal with some of these lazy jackass hacks, like, like when we were doing radio, I always try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I don't have to give you the benefit of the doubt anymore. I can just look at you and say you're a lazy jackass hack. <laughs> That's it, man. Dude, it bothers me just as much as it bothers you because as crazy as this sounds, I know some people like think this is a lie from you now. You and I want every team to succeed. We do. Like there are some markets where the media personalities want the team to fail because they know it's going to drive more traffic. They know people are more pissed off. They know, like, I'm going to use Detroit for an example. I guarantee you there's hosts in Detroit that love the Lions lose because every time they know, like, oh, here are all the fans. Who can you fire? Some could argue the New York City market could be like this. They get more traction when you're trying to find a new Giants and Jets head coach and everything else. There are people who root for their home teams to lose. You and I are not like that. No. You can't even control these people that, like, there's an audience that wants negativity so often, and the laziest thing is to go to that audience and be like, here's why it's bad. Right. You're right. This right. team moved. Let me get on my computer. Like, God. And it's never going to stop. Like, all we can do is address what's happening and hope that calms down that just, crowd. But, God, it's just so just frustrating with that like, stuff. And you kind of see it, too, in the personalities of the people we're talking about. Like, like you, you – have that overall just negative fucking dark cloud bullshit that follows you around. And then somewhere along the line, somebody gave you a typewriter 
or a computer, and now all of a sudden you're going to spread the negativity like a freaking virus. That's what we need to be vaccinated against is freaking Eeyore with the newspaper. Nobody does that to the I public. I hate it, too. And I've always been so nice to the guy, and I feel bad. I'm not even going to bother saying his name. I just like I feel like I just when I see the, the consistent negativity, it, go find – actually, I will say it. Go find one positive article from Mark Singlace. Just one. Find one where he has a positive spin on something. I always thought he was a good dude, but, man, I watched it. Again, that attendance thing, it's such low-hanging fruit, lazy journalism. You know, hey, was it, uh, do, you think, do you think it was close to what, what Coach Clark, friggin' George Manis and the firewalls and everybody and, and you know, Belber and the TU wanted for attendance? No. But, it's, again, it's, it's the weekend before Christmas. There's a alleged like freezing rain snowstorm coming that you need Rudolph to get to your car from, and it didn't happen. And and oh by the way, I don't know where mask mandate. Nobody does it in Buffalo for the Bills. They did it for the Sabres because they suck. It's an ownership thing. But nobody does it for the Bills. Nobody does it for Syracuse basketball. Nobody does it for the Yankees and the Mets. All these other new and Utica comments, like you can go across New York. Nobody does this except Albany. Nobody. Like Pete Dory did the same thing. All these people do, just I, I don't even want to do any more on it. I just wanted to address that for the outside Albany people where you're like. Why does Albany keep bringing up attendance? It is just a local media low-hanging fruit that gets people constantly worked up. And I guess they just did it to us because we're on the opposite side of it now. That like stop. I never paid attention to that. When we had like when we had direct access to everybody, we were doing the radio show. I just never paid attention to the newspaper guys very much, just because again they're all the dark clouds. Like I get it, I get it. Your legacy is most birds have crapped on your words. You know, I get it. I understand why you're sad, but like just oh, so negative, so so terrible. And I've actually had a couple people, and you probably had it too. I've had a couple people come up to me since we left the airwaves and go, it sucks you're gone. And I'm like, oh, man, I appreciate it. No, like you were the only person who was always trying to be positive about every sport, like entity in the area. And it, why wouldn't I be? It just it doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, you do something stupid, I'm going to own you. I'm going to come for you. But if, you're, if all you're doing is your best to win and try to give the Cap region something worth going to see, spend their money on, I got love for you. I always did. And now that I'm one of the jackasses doing my best trying to give you something to spend your money on, <laughs> it's like, you know, I want to make sure you get your dollars worth. But yeah. I also want to send some positivity and some fun out there. Are we going to win every game? Are we Are we going to lose? Is the Albany Empire going to win another championship next year, maybe only lose one game? God, I hope so. But, it, like, dude, hell, we lose six games and win a championship. I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. I'd rather not lose at home. And don't but. tag LeVac in these social media posts about the Empire attendance or whatever it is, positive or negative. I'll do us. it. Bring it. I'll just give me, it's that much easier for me to find somebody to block. <laughs> just blocking everybody. Look, your attendance just went down because I blocked your ass. You know, since uh, I, I, I love it. Like, <laughs> what? Go ahead. No, that's it. That's all. Um, I love it. Uh, we, we always talk about my friend, uh, Cindy Martin, who is like one of the biggest sports fans you've ever met in your life. And she's we got we we got we definitely spoke to her with this because she was there. I saw her across the way, and she's up going crazy. She got the rally towel going, towel going. She's wearing the Firewolves jersey, the whole nine. And I'm looking at it like she goes, "I see you." I go, "I see you too." You look better in blue and orange, but it's nice to see you. Um, remember, Cindy, you loved us first. Don't don't forget about us now that you like lacrosse. I will. I'll cry a lot. But uh, one of the things that you should never forget about is if you're looking to sell your home or even considering it, you should definitely reach out to Cindy Martin. She's part of the Jen Karam team over at Howard Hanna Realty. She works with the best local mortgage professionals, attorneys, uh, inspectors, everything you need to get the best value out of your, your house or find the best house for you. But this time of year, not only are you know inventory low for people selling their houses, it's hard to find them. 
people are serious right now. If somebody's willing to go out in the cold snow during the holidays and look at your house, make sure it's show ready and make sure it's ready to go and you're working with somebody like Cindy Martin because they're ready to buy. If they're looking now, they're going by. So make sure that you have Cindy Martin in your uh, in your phone, ready to go. It's email is Cynthia Martin at HowardHanna.com. The phone number is 518-932-5558. 518-932-5558. Or just look for the woman screaming her head off in support of whatever team is playing at the Times Union Center at that time. And then say, hey, will you sell my house? And uh, she'll probably hand you a business card real quick. She's, she's great. And uh, once you're one of her people, she will take care of you any way she can. She's awesome like that. So that's uh that's that's is that's my friend with the with the firewall so again the one actually the one the, the one criticism i heard from a lot of people um about the game that i i i never really thought of as as a criticism for the for for the game was they play music continuously through the whole game so like it's distracting to a lot of fans who don't know the game that well and I understand you probably do that to keep the energy up for the people who don't understand the game that well. But like, there was a lot of people around me going, "Why are they still playing music? Why aren't we just Why aren't we just paying attention to the game at this point?" What? Um, so that was the one thing. I, and you know, next time I see George, whoever, I'll be like, "Hey, why Why is it consistent music?" And I'll get an answer for you because he'll answer. He's he's great like that. But that's that was the one, the one criticism that I heard a lot from people that wasn't just stupid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, that's know. a good question. I wouldn't know that either. Yeah. Yeah. So. Something to something to think about, and the choice of music was a little interesting. There were points where like it was really upbeat, and then there were points where it was kind of down, and it was down for a little bit. And I'm sitting there going, "I feel like I'm at a bar, and I'm really dialed into the game, but the sad drunk guy got a hold of jukebox, and he wants <laughs> us all to feel his pain." There were some of those moments, but it's, but again, that's just something that might just be something you get used to after you do it because we're not used to that. Like, okay, here comes the play. Everybody, shut the f up. And it's not the same guy who DJed Empire Games in the past, DJ Supreme, our pal. Oh, is it? Supreme is back. But Supreme gets a playlist from somebody else. Oh, my bad, Supreme. I yeah. did not realize yeah. it was Supreme you. Supreme is back. Oh, okay. Shout out to Supreme. Yeah, I saw our old boss. I was there. I go, does it feel weird? There's a lot of, like, former employees around you right now. He goes, there's a lot of current ones, too. <laughs> it was, it was, I wasn't was one of them. No, well, you, you were busy wearing picking out that sweater. <laughs> um, all right. So there, there's that. You want to keep going local? You want to talk about uh, – yeah, I think we got to address God, this. Not hurts. one, but two. So, Joe Casal, local guy, uh, he's leaving the program. He's a grad transfer, no so he's got two huh? years. And then uh, our guy Jeff Undercuffler, the quarterback, you Albany Great Danes, has gone to social media. He's already posting his highlights. Jeff Undercuffler, the record-setting quarterback, is leaving you Albany football. What do we make of this? Like, this is an, these are some very popular athletes that are leaving the capital region. Um. It's, it, I think, I think it's just something you gotta get used to. I, I think this, I don't think it's a criticism of you, Albany, at all. If anything, I it might actually kind of be a compliment because with the, with the transfer portal being what it is, dudes are gonna leave, dudes are gonna go places. Like it's, it's just gonna happen. But I'm, I think back and like there's, and I know that if I, if I really like put some sweat equity into it and try to figure it out and burn some brain cells, I come up with more. I just I don't know that I recall a team or talent that like with Undercuffler going right. I legitimately think he could end up in like an ACC. You know what I mean? Like like he he could. You know, LSU ain't calling him. Syracuse maybe. But, but maybe. Like, yeah, but I'm saying like he's gonna end up. He's gonna end. Up, he could be in a Power Five program. So I think you got to look at it as not that you're losing a guy like Undercuffler because you're gonna lose him sooner or later. <laughs> 
or anyway, it's the nature of college football. You got a program that found and cultivated the kind of talent that power fives are looking for. So, which means now they'll go find and pirate talent that maybe a power five had before, but never isn't going to sniff the field and they'll get to play for him. Like it's, I think it's ultimately got to look at it as a compliment for the program. In particular, from 2020 to, I'll say, just for the sake of this conversation, 2022, there are going to be some athletes, especially underclassmen, who may have been misrecruited. And what I mean by that is because of COVID and the lack of time you're able to compete, whether that be in season for your respective high schools or prep schools or off season and whatever, AAU, spring ball, those evaluation periods didn't happen. So there's a really good chance you get an FBS player who signs a Division One full scholarship. He shows up to camp. And the coaches are like, oh, boy, we missed on that one. And in vice versa, you know, the UAlbany DN the same way. Right. All of a sudden he leaves and it's like USC, Auburn. Like, right. oh, man, we missed him, too. Now, look, there, there's guys who are not good in practice and stand out in games. and They get the game tape and they're like, I can go. I know I can perform. But in particular, the next two years and you're you're spot on here with the UAlbany stuff that. It's not just you, Albany. This oh, no. is the new world of college sports. If you're somebody like me who still loves signing day, where you find out where the four and five star players are going, signing day is never going to be the same like it's ever been before because you could have a huge class of like 20 players you sign, and by their junior year, you got seven left. Not because they quit, because they're here, they're there, they transferred, they wanted to play sooner, they had eligibility, they had years of they graduate. Like signing day is not even a thing. I think there's going to be some coaches, football, basketball, that sign really small freshman classes now and say, all right, let's go to the portal. I would rather take a proven athlete right. who I know we can play and bring them in rather than the unproven 18-year-old. So, uh, for and back to Undercover real quick, once he had that standout freshman season in 2019, we kind of knew he was going to go. Like, you kind of had an idea when you're setting records and like that, and it's so hard to find quarterbacks that can play. You kind of knew he was going to bounce and just do what was best for him and his family and everything else. Yeah, and, and remember, too, he's had – it's also such a weird thing because I I think if you are going to look at it and and not just choose to grab a hold of the positivity of, of what this means for Undercover, what this means for Gattuso and his staff that they're able to find and cultivate talent like that, I think the sad part is we never got to see what, what Undercover really could have been because of, you know, injuries and COVID and everything else. And I, I – you know, every sports bar is full of people who have a story about how they were one ACL away from being on the Cowboys or some crap like that. But there was something special about Undercuffle, the prototypical build, the attitude, the, the that you really wanted to see that come to fruition in purple and gold. But you never you never got to see all of it. So I I think I think I'm looking at this more like 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 last chance you, right? So here's this here's this community college that nobody's ever freaking heard of. They get a Netflix series because what do they do? They take guys who need to be cultivated, need to be groomed. They do it, and then those guys get a chance to, to go on again. I think um, an FCS-level school now has to kind of look at the world that way. So I need to grab a guy like Undercover, a little rough around the edges, but if he hits his peak, he could be special. Okay, let's get him in here and let's help him hit his peak. Sure, it might mean he's only here a year or two instead of three or four, but we did that, and we had a chance to win while he was here. Now, all of a sudden, these other guys are looking up and going, I don't understand why I'm not getting calls from Virginia Tech and, and Syracuse and Michigan and whatever. But Greg Gattuso's staff called me. They like me, and look what they've been able to do with other talent in the past. I'm going to Albany.
So I, I think it's I think it, it's it's unconventional for a lot of us the way we've watched sports, the way we watch college football. But it's something that if we if if you change your mindset of it, it doesn't feel so offensive to lose these guys, and you can actually kind of look at it and go, "That was awesome. Really enjoyed what what the undercuffler did for us." Who's next? Man, imagine if he was younger. He could have been the first Godzilla Media athlete. We would have done the undercover T-shirts. You would have done the Paul Bear voice. We just missed you, man. Two years later, and you could have been the first Godzilla Media athlete. The gear would have been him. open and everything you else. Can't afford him. You should you should be looking at like like squash. No, no, no. I maybe, think maybe I would have sent him. Some, I would have sent him some gear. We would have we would have talked. I'm not really sure. I thought that would have worked out. <laughs> He got barstool. You're not. I'm sorry. You're not, oh, that's yeah, right. You're not swimming in those stool. waters yet. That's. I'm uh, sorry, buddy. I forgot about that. Look at guys live on Godzilla Media's YouTube, where you won't find Jeff Undercover. Also, the Techie Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page, Hideaway Facebook page. We're here at the Hideaway today. Common Root Seventh Anniversary. It is a beer brunch. So what they did is they took some of the great flavors, some great beers from Common Roots, and paired it with great flavors, great food here at the Hideaway. And uh, it's uh, it's going to benefit Santa's Helpers Inc., which is a local charity. That tries to uh, just take care of kids all year long with that Christmas mindset uh, of giving. Very cool stuff. Um, it also is cool, back Johnstone Supply in Troy this holiday season. If you're hosting your in-law, look at this. We have Johnstone Supply in Troy gear for you to win today here at the Hideaway. A beautiful hoodie, a beautiful hat. Thanks for our friends, George and Tom and Kevin James. Are you hosting your Kevin in-laws? James? Kevin James. I wow. can't even recognize him in that new Sean Payton movie. He is unrecognizable. Have you seen the movie Becky? No. Don't watch it. Good movie. Creepy as all hell. He plays a bad guy. Really? He's good at it. He's huh. good at it. Johnstone Supply in Troy this holiday season. Again, if you're looking to make your upgrade, as LeBanc likes to call it, the John Goodman Furnace. I'm Get doing a show, Corey. John Goodman <laughs> sticker on the side of your furnace. Uh, Update John Goodman. your air filters. Make sure you find ways in which that your home is safe, like upgrading your nest. Corey's talking to me. They're all there. Maybe you need something to get the oh, snow off this? your what roof. What am I doing with this? Am I drinking this? Johnstone Supply and Troy on 6th Avenue can help. Give him a call today. 518-272-5922. Follow them on Facebook as well. And one more time for the holiday season. If you're looking to get away from your in-laws, head over to 6th Avenue. Ask for the Soch. He'll know who you are. Yeah, he'll, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be massaging his mustache. That's right. See if George is in there, ready to throw a few rounds with you. Johnstone Supply and Troy, <laughs> your spot this holiday season to make sure your upgrades are ready to go. Johnstone Supply in Troy. Would George be able to take out uh, Jake Paul? You think? Maybe? I It'd think be nice for fan. Jake Paul to fight a real boxer. I'm just saying. <laughs> a real boxer for him would be nice. By the way, Corey wants everybody to know he has cinnamon maple syrup now, too. Oh, yeah. look yeah. out. Corey better start spending some money on this effing show. <laughs> out here promoting all his... Little, little, we can talk, Corey, after the show. Start promoting Darfler Farms. We'll talk. That's you. right. By the way, he's breeding, he's breeding my cow. I love Every time we reference a movie, I get your father instantly. I was not in Becky. <laughs> <laughs> it actually would have been a perfect one for your dad to do like a drive-by police officer cameo. Becky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like they like it's like a home invasion, like dark movie kind of thing. Um it was, I could just see I could just see old TG2 driving by. Everything all right in there? Yeah, all right. And they're driving away. <laughs> I can see it perfectly. And on my IMDb page, please. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Jake Paul, man. I I was a hater. I'll admit it. Hater for Jake Paul. Please I, tell me he hasn't won you over. Last night, that oh. knockout of Woodley. 
I don't care who it is. A UFC, Levesque, that's one of, if not the best knockout I've seen the entire year. That knockout is vicious. Vicious? That's a UFC champion he just knocked out last night. Let me ask you a question. What was the knock on Tyrell Woodley for his entire UFC career? Boring, snooze fest. Not not a good striker? Mm -hmm. Not a good striker at all? If he can avoid striking and take it to the judge's card for takedowns, a win. Fight somebody you can throw some freaking hands. Fight a boxer. You want to win me over? Fight a boxer. Granted, I just don't like him. I don't like him. I don't really. His brother's kind of won me over a little bit. He's so stupid and goofy. But, like, I don't. You're a professional fighter because you're getting paid to fight. Good for you. Good for you. But stop fighting these dudes who have no hands. Fight a dude with hands. He called out Masvidal and Diaz. (laughs) Diaz Diaz slapped this. It's like taste out of his mouth. I think Mazadal might too, depending upon what kind of shape he's in. I would I would love to see oh you know, I was gonna say I'd love to see Diaz versus Paul, but they're so both hateable. There's no good guy in oh, that. Oh yeah, fight. you're you're rooting for you're rooting for a a very small meteorite to take out this the Masvidal, right? okay? yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> Masvidal is far more interesting to root for because Masvidal is the Miami Street Jesus. So I feel as if the striking ability of Masvidal, and we've seen that Ben Askren, right? The legendary knockout he had against him. That's more of a fight. I also like how Paul called him uh, Daddy Dana. Yeah. References to Dana White. Yeah. But I, I cannot deny that we're talking about that fight last night. There are other fights in boxing that have happened over the last two weeks. Like after the Heisman last Saturday, ESPN had a championship fight with Lomachenko. People would struggle to figure out who he fought. Uh, the guy, Lopez, who beat him like a year ago, no one knows that story. Jake Paul finds his way in the headlines because people care about him. Uh, our guy, Mike Heck, I know we've brought this up before, but Mike Heck, who covers it for MMA Fighting. By the way, did you know his real name is what the? Didn't know that. accurate. Yeah. Uh, he's working with Ariel Hawani now, who Hawani was the in ring host there for that. You know, Hawani loves that too because he hates Dana. Dana oh, hates he hates it. He loves doing all that stuff. That They said the traffic they get for Paul fights is just as good as any other heavyweight fight they get for a major card. So, I, as much as I can't stand the Pauls with some of their stuff, Corey, that knockout is nuts. He brought his nuts for you. You brought you did, Corey. Yeah, Corey, Corey, Corey brought. Look you at that! Nuts. Thank you. I'm gonna have that after the show. <laughs> you know what, Levac? I'm almost at the point. But the next time, if I get a multiple, if multiple people wanted to get a a Paul fight, whether it's Jake or Logan, I would consider it. I would never even consider it up until this fight. I would consider spending money on one of the two Paul brothers. Now, I listen. I I just can't. I I never will. I never will. If I went to somebody's house, it was on. I wouldn't like leave the room. But like also like Frank Gordon, I love it. He's internet famous now. <laughs> Darren Williams beat his ass, and then like well split decision. But there's that picture of him in the corner where he looks like he's just seen a horror movie. Like ah, like oh my god, dude. Like I realize when you have celebrities and former athletes and stuff like, it's gonna be hit or miss, right? You're not you're not gonna not every fight's gonna be even good, let alone great. But some of them when they're bad, they're so bad. When they're bad, they're so bad. And again, like Jake Paul, I hate to admit it, very smart the way he's doing things. Keep fighting guys who are athletes, who are fighters, but aren't boxers. So you look good. But honestly, if you're going to keep talking the way you're, anybody, anytime, anywhere, you're going to keep doing that, fight a dude with hands. I think a, um, I think a moderate professional boxer, not even a name you know, just somebody who's good, would mop the ring with his goofy ass. Would he have to fight somebody? I guess the ranking doesn't matter, but somebody who's a other personality in boxing who could talk and hype up the fight. Nope. So nope. you're just saying just anybody who's a boxer. No, like the better pro. the boxer. He 
dude, uh, go Don King style. Bring in a guy who can't talk, who has who has a valet, who talks. If, if you even need, you don't even need it. I just know that he is not going to win a fight against a good boxer. I got one. Somebody you and I have interviewed before who likes to talk, who likes the personality. Who? What if he straight up right now fought Oscar De La Hoya? Right now, De La Hoya versus Paul. How many drinks has De La Hoya had? That's a poor Oscar. No. Oscar's been it's nothing accurate. but good to us. Nothing but good to us. And that's why I don't want him to go in there and get beat up because he's drunk. Zero, zero drinks for Oscar De La Hoya. Oh, yeah, he, he whip his ass. So you take Oscar. Oh, yeah. I would. There you yeah. go. That, I seriously would love to see that because De La Hoya yeah. is such a defender of the sport. Yeah. He, he well, got on with us and just crapped all over Mayweather and McGregor. Now, look, De La Hoya. Dana. Right, he hates Dana White, Dana. and he hypes up Canelo. And I'm, I would actually—that's the fight I want to see because I think that would answer your question: Is Paul a legit boxer? Is he not? Well, De La Hoya gets in the ring with somebody who he feels like De La Hoya is what 53, 54 yeah, now there. too, though. I think De La Hoya would whoop him if he trained and, and did it. But I also think like De La Hoya is the. La, tell me if I'm wrong. Doesn't it feel like Oscar De La Hoya is kind of living in in dreamland still, though? Like he still thinks he's that boxer he once was. Like, there's something about when he talks where I'm just like, I don't know if he's being 100% truthful with himself about how he is. Uh, I feel like that. I think it's a totally fair criticism, but that criticism of De La Hoya is a lot of fighters. Like yeah. Anybody. They, yeah. No fighter will ever admit, even if they're mid-40s, 50s, that they can lose another fight to another man because throughout their entire career, that's what they did. They convinced themselves they can fight anybody anytime. Oh, God, I'm quoting Paul now. Look what he just did to me. <laughs> Look what he just did to me. Um, but but like he has that moment of clarity where he backs down eventually, though. Have you noticed that with like Dale Paul or Dale? No, Dale, yeah. no, not Jake Paul. Jake Paul, <laughs> I, I haven't seen that one yet. Jackass Paul, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I want, I, I want to see the brothers fight each other actually. Jake would destroy Logan, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing it just for the for the poops and giggles of it all. But no, I, I, hmm, I don't know, man. I just don't, I just don't know. I don't. I don't like it. This would probably have to be a, an hour-long conversation, so it's hard to answer maybe in 10 seconds. But do you think the temptation of Paul at these UFC fighters to go get the huge payday is ever going to wake up Dana White and be like, we're underpaying our fighters? I, no. I don't know. Okay. All right. No. No, because he, he can pretend that it's about more than that. He can pretend that, well, the, the platform I give them and this and that and the other thing and I have other business partners to answer to now instead of just giving keeping all the money for myself. No, he, he'll never. No. Daddy Dana's not giving that cash back. No way. Because, <laughs> again, if you want, like, Tyron Woodley loses to Jake Paul. Realistically, even though you've now become a Jake Paul fan, does that make you feel like Jake Paul is more of a legitimate fighter or that Ty- Tyron Woodley's career is over? Uh, I don't like doing both, but I'm leaning towards both. But I would say it's more of a legit because the knockout looked legit. Like it didn't. It didn't look like Woodley took a dive. Like some of these fights I oh. mentioned that, like some guys, it looked so comically bad that looked like a legit boxing bout that ended with a legit knockout. So I would give the credit more to Paul that if he keeps winning, keeps knocking people out, and I would give him more credit than Woodley after that last night at least. I don't know. I I, I feel like I feel like a guy who was never a great boxer, never had great hands in the in the cage already. Is now a step slower, and you took away what he was good at: scoop and slam, scoop and slam, scoop and slam. Uh, lay on you, wear you out. Like I think it's Woodley's done. We should also add that a big part we might have not mentioned for some people who weren't following this: he was not supposed to fight Woodley. Right? No, it was like two weeks. Yeah, yeah two weeks. Like he was supposed to fight Tommy Fury, 
who is the brother of Tyson Fury. That was supposed to be the fight. Rumors out there, whether it's an injury, whether it's COVID, some have suggested that it's a testing situation, that Fury wanted Paul to get tested, and Paul said no, and then he backed. There's a bunch of cake for whoever side you think why or why not the fight happens. So. Right. Well, yeah, no, there's only one reason to have it, money. All right. Um, <laughs> we are live here at the Hideaway. It is the um, the beer brunch. So Common Root 7th Anniversary. So we're pairing a bunch of great Common Root beers with amazing Hideaway food. And it's just a great time. It benefits Santa Helpers, Inc. I also want to tell you, if you need to go to sleep as fast as Woodley, you should call Dr. Fred Dreer <laughs> and the Integrative Sleep Center at 518-885-6185. 518-885-6185. Here's a guy who's in his prime. Here's a guy who's just lost a step. It's Dr. Dreer. He's the man, the myth, the legend, if you will. Uh, mouthpiece, custom-made for you, keeps your airway open, so you don't need hoses, wires, a mask. You don't need surgery. The, um, there's there's no mold or fungus because it's easy to clean. It's a mouthpiece. It keeps your airway open. I've been using it for years now. It's made a huge difference in my sleep, my overall health. Um, again, this is my fourth or fifth event this weekend, and we got another one tomorrow. I was get a good night's sleep. I would not be here. It would just be a cardboard cutout of me like this, and that would be all you saw. So having trouble sleeping, hear somebody snoring all the time, give the gift of sleep health this year, 518-885-6185, 518-885-6185. The Integrative Sleep Center in Boston is about with Dr. Fred Dreer, helping me sleep better. They're going to help you sleep better, too. I just thought of the idea of you with the cardboard cut out of you, and you're like, this could have been me for years. I could have just left it here, <laughs> let guys go on some rants, walk around, got some drinks, came back oh, later. There's like, there's like a there's like corned beef hash, roast beef hash. I'm a big hash fan. I love me some hash. No, not hashish. Oh, oh. no, food. I don't do drugs, man. Actually, I, tell, I can tell the story, right? I don't know how. Sure, we're podcast land. Merry so, Christmas, like, everybody. Not too long ago, I had a. I tried a um, like a weed gummy. You know, I mean, I've never, yeah, I've never smoked weed. Like I've never been a, I've, a couple times in my life. So somebody gave it to me, and I'm watching other people like fall out. Wherever we were, whatever it's legal to do that, that's where we were. Um, <laughs> I'm watching people just fall out. I'm like, God, I never do this, and I'm fine. Like this is crazy. Like it's just, it just doesn't work for me apparently. And then like the second I thought that, and I'm watching people like fall out, I just feel total fuzz. Like my body goes fuzzy, and I'm like, I'm not gonna move. I'm just gonna sit right here, enjoy this moment, and hope no one notices. I am not in control of what's going on at this moment. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, like. You know, the, the closest thing I can tell you what it felt like for me, you know, when you take a big hit, not even a concussion, you take a big hit and there's that moment of just like calm and like nothing sounds right. And like there's nothing, like everything's just kind of out of it. And you have two choices at that exact moment, freak out that everything's messed up or just kind of live in it for a second and just kind of enjoy the weirdness. I was enjoying the weirdness. I was, but I could have easily become the person who went, I don't want to be here. So I don't think I'm going to do it ever again. <laughs> Till tomorrow, uh, but but it was like Merry it was, Christmas. but it was like weird because I'm watching people like just fall out around me. I'm like, this is stupid. I don't feel any. Whoa! Just the, <laughs> the heads up for everybody in the holiday season. If you see something that looks like gummy bears or mints, ask whatever family member you're with. Are these actual gum or gummy bears? Are they actually mints? You gotta be careful out these days in the holidays. <laughs> and brownies and cookies. And you brownies watch, and cookies. Watch Double check too. on those. All right, uh, we are live at the Hideaway. It is uh, it is an amazing, amazing morning of great beer great food and everything here would you like this i'll give this to you because look at this right you want that <laughs> right. chad's feeling left out because Corey brought like all this syrup and stuff and he brought us hats he didn't bring chad from chad the hideaway hat. 
Said oh, nothing. Wait, he's digging nothing. for something. Look oh, he'd like to hand you his nuts. Wow, Chad is nuts. He will. They're sweet and salty. Merry Christmas. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, live here at the Hideaway, and it is a get here. Still plenty of time to enjoy this yeah. amazing uh, brunch, this beer, Common Roots seventh anniversary. Uh, this brunch benefits Santa Helpers Inc. Plenty of time for that. We're giving away a prize at the end of the first half of the one o'clock games. Only six one o'clock games today because. COVID sucks ass. That's the yeah. medical term I saw that. Is that yeah. is that Dr. Fauci, is you see that yeah. now in press yeah. conferences? Yeah. <laughs> COVID sucks ass. Good. That's right. Fauci said COVID sucks ass. Um, yeah, so, I guess we have to talk about that before the picks, right? Like how yeah. affected uh, – and this is everything. Like the NFL in particular. Look, guys, let, let's all admit what's going on. The NFL is just making it up as we go along, right? The, the new oh, reports out there is that, you. hey uh, – Here's the thing. If you're not coughing or sneezing or right. any symptoms, we're just no. not going to test so anybody. If, if you're if you're vaccinated, they were getting tested like once a week. You were vaccinated. Now, if you're vaccinated, we're only going to test you if you show symptoms. So they'll still probably take your temperature when you walk in or whatever. But it's brilliant because this goes back to something that was the weirdest, stupidest argument in all of COVID. When Trump said we're finding more positive cases because we're testing more. And, and everybody, like, and I don't know if this is how he meant or not, but part of me thought, like, well, that is common sense. Like, there were so many people who didn't have symptoms who didn't even, would whatever. You never, they wouldn't have gone even get tested in a normal world, but because of what was going on, they went and got tested, so we got more positive cases. So the NFL, in my humble opinion, has taken that logic and went, oh, shit. <laughs> God doesn't have any symptoms. Sure, we test him. He might have COVID. But if we don't test him and nothing happens... One less COVID case because how many of these guys, because they're vaccinated, because they're supreme athletes, all of a sudden they test positive for COVID and they're, they got to sit out. But at the same time, they're like, guys, I feel nothing. I can taste. I can smell everything. It's not affecting me at all, which I know you're not supposed to look at it that way. It's what can you do for the person next to you? I was like, I'm vaccinated. I did this. I did this. Why did you even test me? And I was like, good idea. If we test 20% of less people, 20% less people are going to test positive. So, so we don't have to do this ever again. This is the real life gif of the guy pointing to his head and saying, right. "Think about it, well, right?" Yeah. Right. So it's either going to work where you're going to get less positive tests because you're testing less, or somebody's going to become a super spreader. Yeah. It's one or the other. There's no middle ground in my mind. And that's it. Like you can't even use the dangerous phrase of the NFL is doing something right. The term "right" is now yeah. frightening because someone would say, "I thought the NFL's goal is to p- protect their players and player safety." Yeah, but also we don't want to play games that get canceled. So, I mean, your safety is your money. The NFL, I'm glad we're all on the same page here, right? Like, the NFL is just doing whatever they can to not cancel games. Tuesdays, Mondays, reschedule. Fine. Let's just call them out for what it is. All right, it's out there. I I would love to be in there when somebody said it. Like, all right, hear me out, though. We have 20 positive cases that didn't have symptoms. We just tested them because we've been testing people. If we don't test them... No positive cases. <laughs> what? Well, <laughs> um, okay. Oh. All right. So because of COVID, you got six one o'clock games. All the New York teams play in the one o'clock window today. Three four o'clock games. You have a Sunday night game tonight. You have two Monday night games. You have two Tuesday night games. So we're probably going to pick Monday and Tuesday tomorrow live from Mohawk Honda. Correct. Yep. So in order to give you locks today is not going to be that easy. But I'm not scared because I'm up. After a five and zero yesterday between college and uh, last night, and Levac, we had so. a great week last, the best week of all of our weeks picking games. How about it combined with Boston Dan, twenty seven and sixteen 
a Ooh. 10 and three week for Levac, a nine Ooh. and four week for me. By the way, again, the touchdown doesn't happen. It's a field goal in overtime, and I got a little better week. But whatever, you know, whatever. I'm not here to, you know, whatever. How about before we get to our picks, Jared Lozier and Northeastern Insurance, if you're looking to yes. save money in 2022, Love there Jared. are things that are important in your life, your business, your car, and more. Jared Lozier is going to shop the markets <laughs> for you. Call today, 518-956-3753. 518-956-3753. Email him if you've got some downtime this holiday season. Just shoot him an email. Get a quote. Jared, J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com. J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com. So, Jared, back in guys, talking about you. Want to make sure my numbers are right this season. Hey, help me out here, man. Jared Lozier. And who does your hair, Jared? Who does your hair? (laughs) Do that as well. Wish him a happy holiday season. Make sure. I'm telling you, those things are so important. You look at your final numbers at the end of the year, how much you saved. Jared's going to help you do it. Jared Lozier, Northeastern Insurance. Also, he's probably mad we didn't open with him talking about his Colts. Big Colts fan. He's throwing the action to his team right now. Email him. Call him today this holiday season. And like you heard before, if you see that man in person, if you watch on our uh, visual side of Gaz on the Go, we show a picture of his face. If you grab that man in public, he will help us all out. Yeah. So if you're watching on the Techies Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page, the Hideaway Facebook page, or Godzilla Media's YouTube, he wants you to walk up, just get a hold of the shirt and say, give me a quote. And then, uh, and then he'll do it, and then he'll put money into uh, Gaza's kids' uh, scholarship fund. So there you go. All right, time for the uh, pick them live from the hideaway. Still plenty of time for you to get here, enjoy yourself, hang out, and uh, have some fabulous base, uh, some great food, as always, the hideaway. One o'clock. I'll, we'll finish with the three, um, the three New York games. So you got three one o'clock games. Let's start this thing off. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. It's a pick them game with a total of 43 and a half. These are the two teams I have faded the most this year. And I've decided to continue fading one of them. And that one I'm going to fade, I think it's Pittsburgh. I think I'm going to go with Tennessee in the pick I think Tennessee can win this game straight up. Um, basically, everything I dislike about Tennessee and their inability to win games in certain ways is probably worse in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, the biggest difference is I, I, the best player on the field is TJ Watt. Um, so I'm a, little, I'm a little hesitant. This would be a, There's not going to be a lot of games I'm going big on today. If I was going to do anything with this one, small play, small play on Tennessee. Oh, I thought this was going to be maybe two and a half favor for Tennessee. The line is not where I thought it was going to be, and it's a few points off. So that's already scaring me that this has gone to a pick em. I just have to take in a pick em, the better team. Tennessee is the better team, despite a lot of those things. Ben Roethlisberger's career probably should have been over last season, but it's still alive. Pittsburgh needs this game far more than Tennessee does. This is a coin flip. I'll go with Tennessee, and as you just heard, Confidence level is a little lower. This is a hard game to pick. I would pass if possible on this one, but Tennessee will be the play here. Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are a five and a half point favorite with a total of 39 and a half. Guys, who you got in this trash bag bowl? The Jags as a team, haven't they all season long felt like they're going to win one, right? Whichever Lawrence, Urban Meyer's going to figure it out. We mentioned last week here at the Hideaway that somehow the Jags played better with controversy. Not last week. No. Uh, I lean towards Houston in this one because of as much as people love to trash Urban Meyer, aren't they worse without him? We're going to find out today. Can we play the under? I saw the under was dancing around like 39 and a half. 39 and a half is where you're right It now. still yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, my I God. literally just said that. You I know. I thought it was going to be higher. <laughs> <laughs> I will go Houston. And you know what? Yeah, I'm going to lock in the under. Let's get wild. I'm going to lock in the under here for this one. I'm also locking in this game, but I'm going the other way for all the reasons you just said the exact opposite. 
I think they do play better without Urban Meyer. I think they hate Urban Meyer. I think they literally, to a man, 53-man roster plus coaches, hate Urban Meyer. Hate him. Hate, 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 hate. Lock in the Jags. I'll lay the five and a half. My very first lock of the season, biggest bet, was Houston. Plus three against the Jags in Jackson, uh, in Houston. Now I'm going the other way. Now I'm going with the Jags. Give me the Jags minus five and a half. I think they win this thing by a touchdown or two. I think Davis Mills had the game of his of his life last week, and ET Neck is going to get lumped up this week. Give me the Jags minus five and a half. Lock it in. Lock it in. He's called ET Neck. Yeah, he's got that long. Davis Mills has got Mike Lennon and Davis Mills are, are in a contest here as long as neck. Does Trevor Lawrence also hate Urban? Is going to have a great game? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. You heard him say it. Yeah. You know he he basically said it. Uh, Arizona Cardinals minus 12 and a half at Detroit Tigers. Total of 48. Guys, Arizona is amazing on the road. Sure, they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of other things going on there. But Detroit, I'm sorry. You just stepped into the playground with the bully. I think Arizona is going to mollywop the Lions today. Matter of fact, lock in the Cardinals minus 12 and a half. Cards are a lot for me, minus 12 and a half. They might win this thing by 50. Ooh, I wish I was as confident as you are. I'm also with Arizona on this one. Uh, this was a, a Mr. Goss special. He's looking at Detroit, and I'm like, well, it's the worst team versus the best team. You know, at, at some point, Detroit is actually this bad. This is an example of how bad they really are. Arizona, two touchdowns, likely a two-touchdown win, 14 points. Give me the Cardinals as well. All right, uh, remember, we're saving those three New York games for the end of the pick'em. Here is the four o'clock window. You got the Green Bay Packers minus seven and a half at Baltimore, 44 and a half the total. Guys, seven and a half. Guys, yeah, no, have- no Lamar. God, I don't like that number at all. Oh, uh, yeah, Lamar out. I'll go with Green Bay. Lamar Jackson's that much of a difference. Baltimore, boy, you and I talked about what three weeks ago, Ravens being a legit Super Bowl contender. This whole thing is falling apart in Baltimore fast. Yeah, Green Bay is the play here in Green Bay and Arizona for another week. People will battle back and forth, wondering who's the best in the NFC, Green Bay. I'm going to go the other way. I think seven and a half is too much. I could actually see this being the hook making all the difference in the world. Give me the Ravens. I think the Ravens can win ugly. I think they have the ability to win ugly, which means they can keep this game close. Just be an ugly game. Just ugly. You're, you're going to... If you watch this game, you're going to be mad at yourself afterwards. It's just going to be one of those games where you're just like, I just that wasn't a fun game to watch at all. So I'll take the Ravens plus a uh, touchdown and a half point. All right. The Atlanta Falcons at the San Francisco 49ers. Niners laying nine. Niners nine with a total of 47 and a half. I almost wanted to lock this one in. I think Atlanta is, is toast and that San Fran will win this game by at least 10, 14 points. So, uh, but I didn't lock it in, but I will take the Niners minus the nine. Falcons, Niners. Going. I want to make sure I'm saying this correctly. A battle of playoff teams? No. Think about that, though. If this, if the playoffs started, San Francisco would be the sixth seed, and Atlanta would be tied with Washington and Minnesota and Philly for that sixth and seventh spot. So this is a potential double playoff game. And, boy, both teams don't feel like playoff teams. Nine is so high. Air, uh, Atlanta cashed in for my lock last week. Matt Ryan's not good. <laughs> Nine and a half. I'm going San Francisco. The line is a little weird here. I thought it'd be closer to six. I'm too much going for San Fran. Garoppolo, same line, storyline last week. Still out in the field, still playing well. San Francisco, big, but Atlanta, I cannot believe you're actually still in contention for the playoffs this deep in December. 
Bengals at Broncos. Broncos three-point favorite, 44 the total gods. I know you hate Denver. You hate him. Too. I hate Denver. Do you want to go first? Because I know you despise Denver. I feel like you're already Lock going. it in. There you go. Lock in the Bengals <laughs> plus three. Lock them in. Denver will get some. Joe Burrow's special. He's a special quarterback. Um, that passing game, that passing attack with Joe Mixon on the ground. Bengals are the better team here, in my opinion. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is like is, he's taking captain check down to a whole nother level. He, I call him Teddy Two Gloves for two reasons. He wears two gloves and he only throws deep with those gloves twice a game, if even. Bengals locking in. That's I have one lock left after this. I feel like I've asked you this question like two months ago, and somebody, Doug Kazarian, the Bear Felica, front to back, front to back. Every every Bengal game this season has had to be less than five points in every game, even last week, right? Every game. I will go with Cincinnati because it's going to come down to quarterback play eventually here with a playoff spots on the line. And I'll take Joe your Burrow. copy of my answer. I'll take Joe Burrow. I'll Joe go with Burrow. Cincinnati because it's just Joe. better quarterback play and better offensive players. Oh, Bengals. Uh, Sunday night football. The New Orleans Saints are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers are laying 11 and a half with a total of 45 and a half. You want me to go again? I'll go again. No. I'm not scared. I got to do this one. Oh, I hate doing these. This is a lock for me. Me too. And it's the Saints. Oh! A lot for the Saints. Oh! Tampa Bay, my team. I love my Buccaneers. I root for them all the time. They constantly play terrible against New Orleans. Remember earlier this season, New Orleans beat Tampa outright. Outright. 2020, double blowouts. New Orleans outright beats Tampa, and then the playoffs things changed. 11.5 is a bad number. I've been saying it for the whole month of December and into November. Love divisional dogs. This one hurts me. Lock in New Orleans against my Bucks today. Um, lock in the Buccaneers against New Orleans for me. I'll lay the 11 and a half. This is a bully game. Okay, what's weak for the Buccaneers right now in defense? They're secondary. What's weak for the New Orleans Saints? The ability to get the ball down the field. They're a running team. Run, 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 run. Their quarterback runs. Their running back runs. Well, guess what? You don't run against Moana. Maori will get you. It's going to be a bad day for you, my friends. The Buccaneers... This is bully ball tonight. Even though, even though it's after Brady's bedtime, won't matter. Won't matter. Let it, uh, t- touchdown, Lenny. Super Bowl, Lenny. He's gonna go off. It's gonna be a big day. It's gonna be a big day. More beers? I'll do. I'll do another common roots. I love common roots. I'm in. Whatever you got. Whatever you want to bring over. Uh, common roots seventh anniversary today. That's why we're here. Um, Buccaneers minus eleven and a half. Fourth and final lock of the day for me. I hope you're right. I, I obviously you do, but I am, so it's it's even better. Now I go against you too. So, <laughs> all right, three New York games are all in the one o'clock window. I hate the spreads for all three of these games. Um, I think the games could be actually be interesting though. Carolina at Buffalo. It's the Sean McDermott Bowl. Uh, Buffalo is laying two touchdowns. Where McDermott was the defensive coordinator. That's where everybody found him. Is down in Carolina. Minus 14, 44 and a half. I'll lay the two touchdowns with the Bills but not enough to put money on it. That is a huge spread. Huge. And it went from – it's it's so fun to watch Carolina this season because it was like, oh, my God, the Panthers are the surprise of the season. Matt Rule's a great coach. Joe Brady's going to be the next all. All right. Uh, Sam Darnold's terrible. Cam Newton's back. No, he's back to being terrible. Let's fire Joe Brady. Now Matt Rule might be out of the job. Because of the firing of Urban Meyer, people like Adam Schefter brought up these stats like, look how bad all these college coaches are in the pros. And then Harbaugh sitting there like, Trent Balky, huh? You guys pick bulky over me. It's yeah. different. Matt Rule's gone from genius to potentially out in Carolina. I'm rolling with you too. Buffalo in this one. Redemption game after their loss last week. New York Jets traveling down to Miami like the snowbirds they are. 
Dolphins laying 10 with a total of 42. Lock this one in for me. Under, under in this game. And some people are going to maybe remember this. Last week, one of my locks was over Saints-Jets. You just had to punch in one more touchdown. You had the ball in the red zone under 30. Okay, Jet fan, I've learned my lesson. You guys better not do this again to me. Jalen Waddell is out, and that's a huge injury for Miami's offense. Waddle's a top seven guy in receptions this season. He was supposed to be a fantasy breakout. Two is not going to be able to move the football. The Jets can't either. Under 42. And you said the number's now 10? Yes. Oh, God. Am I going to bet against – I'm going to bet the Jets again and lose this week. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to take the Jets. Good God. Why? I'm going to uh, take the Jets. Because you're stupid. Um, here's the problem. Jets fan, do – do not look at what's happening this year. Jets fan, just close your eyes. Actually, call Dr. Dreer, Integrative Sleep Center, 518-85-615, and sleep for the rest of this year. Because, <laughs> because this is not a true assessment of what big game Bob Sala is going to do when he gets his, his players. Is that his nickname? Big, big game, game Bob Sala. Big game Bob. <laughs> um, Bob, let's, I mean, that's what I call him because we're friends. We work out okay. together all the time. He's a workout that. warrior. Bobby Salon. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Salon. That's what yeah, we just all the time. All the time. Um, but like like I yell like like when he he you know when he's way behind me because I'm like way better shape than he is. Yeah. I'll go by like Sala and like you know, and then that's very taunting. <laughs> um, but look, you can't judge this this coaching staff on this team. They don't have the pieces they need yet. This is a process. You have to trust the process of them building this team. That being said, Jets have not won in Miami since 2014 when Geno Smith had a perfect passer rating to beat Miami. They will not win there today. The hottest team in football right now is the Miami Dolphins, and it's because of that defense. Not locking it, but I will tell you a little prediction. I believe Miami's defense will score more than the Jets' offense. Wow. Right. I believe. I'm going to hit the rewind here like money people might do on this podcast here. Thank you, Vinny. What do we got here? What is this yeah. one? Yeah. Ooh, nuts. Dry hopped Keller style lager, common roots, seventh anniversary, brunch with tasting here today at the uh, at the hideaway. Let's and, re-rank this. Oh, yeah, get a taste sorry. of that, Levac, while you're thinking about this. Think about this one you're drinking that. What's a more remarkable stat you just said? Well, that's this, a good flavor. That's good. I the like stat that. that you believe the Dolphins defense will score more than the Jets offense, or what you said about the Dolphins have beaten the Jets at home every season since 2014 when yes. Geno Smith had a perfect all that sounds like nonsense but it's all true or i made it up i mean you'll never know you'll never know, know. you'll never know <laughs> i heard uh, i heard i heard um, uh 69 of all stats are made up um <clears throat> yeah so I, I i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna take the dolphins here i might even make a small plan i'm not locking it but but i'll take the dolphins and i might take the over just because i just think the dolphins are due to do something you know what i mean I, and zach wilson looks like a bit of a mess to me right now i think i think you in the offseason the, here, here's the thing. If your favorite football team this year is hiring a new head coach and they're going to need a young quarterback, you need to get crowbars, dynamite, uh, whatever it takes to get Brian Dibble out of Buffalo and bring him to your team. Because what he did with Josh Allen is next level. Next level development of a quarterback. I heard um, a whole conversation about Zach Wilson not having pocket awareness. He did in the preseason, but he hasn't since. And I'll think about is what we saw for how they did that for Josh Allen, how they built him in. And I'm like, I, I love you know Bobby, Big Game Bob. We're boys. 
But if you could have somehow had Dable and Bobby, I mean, come on. That would have been something special. Uh, all right, last game that we're picking today because the four games uh, left will be on Monday night and on uh, Tuesday night. So Dallas minus 11.5 at the Giants, total of 44. I love Dallas today. I, I'm sorry, Giants fan. Similar, similar to what I'm saying about the Jets fans, except for the fact I need to see who your new GM is going to be before I'm willing to say that you're building towards something. Um, it's just Mike McCarthy. I can't lay 11 and a half. Give me the Giants. Actually, Man. you know what? I'll, I'll take, I'm going to take Dallas. I'm going to take Dallas. Just not going to bet it. I'm going to let you think about it again one more time just because you want to flip because I love Dallas. You love Dallas. Dan loved Dallas. Dallas was one of our best plays of the season last week. They cashed in early for us. Divisional dog. New York has been able to bounce back sometimes, sometimes this season after a really embarrassing loss. They got their butts kicked by the Chargers last week. You would think in a divisional game, 11 and a half is just so significant. Dallas might come out flat against New York. Dallas is going to win. I would say the Cowboys win by 10, which should still give me the hook, right? So I will take the Giants to cover. One, one, one and a half. The hook plus Perfect. a point. I mean, that's a hooker right there. That's how big that hook is. That's crazy, my friend. Corey Squiley sitting here waiting to throw syrup at us. Um, yeah, I, I again, I'm back and forth this one, but I'll take I'll take Dallas. I, I do. I Mike McCarthy's such a terrible coach. You just, I just look at that team and I think to myself, if if a good coach is in charge of that team, they're hands down the favorite to win the NFC. Like as good as Tampa is and everything else, dude, Dallas is stacked. Dallas is a stacked team, really and good. McCarthy is a terrible coach. Worst coach ever. Not ever. I mean, uh, not ever. But he's up there. All right. That's the pick for this week again. Uh, Monday night, Raiders at Browns, Vikings at Bears, Tuesday night, Seahawks at Rams, football team at Eagles because COVID sucks ass. That's, that's, that's why that's happening. But I do love the idea of we're going to have football almost every day. You know, we have Wednesday off, then we have Thursday night football. Friday, I think we have Saturday football next week, right? And yes. Sunday. Yeah. Yes. So, and then we got the Bulls too. So, hopefully, we keep this thing rolling. I'm off wagering on better on the Bulls than I've been um, actually picking them in our Bull Mania challenge. So, the very bully, the very, the Levant guys, very bully bull challenge. Um, where is Corey in that, by the way? I bet you Corey's getting his ass. Corey, did you forget to end your picks for your very, very bull challenge? Let's see how he's doing. I'm going to look it up right he's now. He's going to the blank look. He clearly didn't get on the internet. He's to not do listening. It. He's, he's sleeping. He, he's just. They don't have internet where Corey's he from. Just said I'm staring at the lights. He's staring at the lights. <laughs> Clearly got in that right, hash. Let's see. So, <laughs> hashish. Uh, what's Corey? What's the name of your big KD 44s? Seventh, three and six record. Pretty pathetic. way behind my four and five. Way even farther behind Gaza's six and three. Yeah, four and five. Just and me. I just like I like to I like to hang back. I like to build. Um, Goss came out with a 97. Name uh, that Aiden Hutchinson, who you robbed of the Heisman. Had a big conversation about that with a fellow Michigan fan yesterday. Said um, He said, who, do you, who did Goss vote for? I haven't, I haven't had a chance to see it. And I said, uh, he, 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 was a, he was a pussy. And he, uh, he rooted for Hutchinson all year long and then decided to go with a, some random quarterback who, who's undersized and shouldn't be there. But, you know, whatever. Whatever. I wouldn't trust that man's opinion you talked to anyway. So. No, no, I said that. He didn't say that. He said, oh, that makes sense after this game, this game. He validated your pick. Mm, I don't think where so. Where I, I was like, no, no, Gaz is, um, you know, he should be fitted for a little tiara and a pink dress because he was such a little girl about his picks. 
sucks. I don't believe that's what happened. That's exactly. Actually, it's exactly. It's exactly. I didn't say the little girl part. I said, the, I said some other words I'm not ready to say on the air yet. Um, all right. Here's the deal. We are about done here at the hideaway with the show, but we're just getting started with the party. Uh, we will be giving away prizes at the end of the first half of one of those New York games. Which one do you want to pick? Bills? Mm. Probably the best chance for New York to win. I would say I think the Buffalo one's going to be done the quickest. I want to go with the Jets and Dolphins today. All right. There it is. Jets and no, Dolphins. I want to change it. Cheese and rice, Gary. Jets and Dolphins it is. You didn't change it. Yeah, that I thought about the other one might be a blowout, too. Jets and Dolphins, that's the pick. All right. Well, there it is. In honor of Chad. Happy birthday, Chad. It's not his birthday. Uh, <laughs> make sure you check out Santa's Helpers, Inc. It's a great local charity. Make sure you come to the hideaway, get some Common Roots. Uh, happy seventh anniversary to Common Roots. Great, great beer right here in the Cap region. And, of course, uh, happy food for me because as soon as I get off this, day, I'm going to go eat all the things, all of them. There better be some things left. That's all I'm saying. Or, or there will be hands thrown. I'm, I will hit someone with Corey. I'll pick Corey up by his ankle and hit someone with, him, with him, Corey from Greenwich. Um, tomorrow, live from Mohawk Honda. Four to six, that's right. Four to six. I forgot all about that. Uh, maybe you should put that on social media more so I remember. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't ask me. No. You jerk. All right, everybody, uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy New Year. Feliz Navidad. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, I hope you all had a great um, Hanukkah um, and any other thing you celebrate. Good for you. Talk to you tomorrow. Four to six, live from Milwaukee. Be able to catch that. Techies Fire Water Restoration Facebook. Godzilla Media YouTube. And, of course, you can always listen to us afterwards on Apple, Spotify, and on the Whisper on the Wind. You can actually hear our fucking gods, the fucking gods, the fucking gods, the fucking gods.